if he's that freaking smart, okay, he builds like a little tube that makes animals go undergo accelerated evolution. Okay, gonna suspend the scientific method right there. But a raccoon comes along and says, oh, dude, you got the wrong pipe. This will make them nice. That'll work, idiots. Don't you know I can build planes from uh, the, the bars that make my cage, you idiot? He can do that, but he can't find a plastic surgeon to fix his face, so he just tapes a new one over it? Yeah, that one threw me off. What kind of Darth Vader BS is that? Even now, a day later, over 24 hours after the film is over, I can't help but think about Teefs, Lila, oh. and Floor, because oh. just that scene pulled on my heartstrings so much. The way James Gunn, I'm the biggest James Gunn and Kevin Feige fanboy. It's not a mm -hmm. secret on this channel. I always sing their praises. And once again, James Gunn has delivered us a phenomenal film. In my opinion, he's 4-0. You know, he gave mm -hmm. us all three of the Guardian movies, Peacemaker, and Sui The Suicide Squad. So for me, James Gunn's 5-0. and A hundred percent. And he produced Brightburn, Wait, which I enjoyed. you're a fan of Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. A Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The <laughs> Suicide Squad that came out in 2020. Or 2021. The first one and the second one. The second, the second one. It was, it was like a soft reboot <laughs> slash sequel. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm, I'm a bit of a crier. Tease, Floor, and Lila. We're doing spoilers here, I would assume, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I cried four times in this movie, and that was uh, one of them. Me and my daughter ugly crying in that. Like, I don't know if I, I like to tell myself that I was crying because she was crying. But I would have probably still cried regardless. So. Uh, oh, yeah. I was in there, just me and my wife, and I was weeping <laughs> about these these CGI animals that were on the screen. That's a tough angle to go at, too, you know, hurting animals and stuff. Like, because, like, uh, and they dropped an mm -hmm. F-bomb in this. Just just a drop an F-bomb, <laughs> it seemed like, anyway. Um, so yeah. They, got it off. Uh, they pulled that off. Good for them. I like the whole animal aspect. That like as a kid, that might be traumatizing, and there's going to be a lot of parents taking their kids to this Marvel movie. Uh, I did. Maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would too. But <laughs> but I don't worry about that. They they need to learn how life is, and you know that uh, animals have robot arms and things like that, and robot teeth. So uh, <laughs> sometimes they die. So it works out. To quote a local legend in the uh, area that all three of us are from, and also uh, we probably can't say that on the show, but if you know, you know. <laughs> because <laughs> he was referencing robot arms and legs and things like that there's other limbs that could be robot uh, it, was, it was very touching how they did it. It, it only james gunn can pull off that only him oh yeah 100 percent. man so, i'm so excited for D the dcu now <laughs> oh absolutely so we're all on board that james gunn is one of the best if not the best directors writers in hollywood right now absolutely yes 100 yeah. percent Okay, uh, we're, done, we're done here, guys. Let's give our rating and we can go home. I don't know. I think you ripped off Toy Story too much in this movie. <laughs> like, all those animals are just the freaking land of lost toys under Sid's uh, bed. Yeah. And Sid was in this movie. Sid's kind yeah. of the creator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sid, a.k.a. Adam Warlock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, uh, oh. 
I basically kept seeing Toy Story the whole movie. It was hard to really see him as a superhero. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Adam, the Adam Warlock story didn't do it for me. I'm a comics guy, and mm-hmm. man, they neutered that character. Yeah. There, there were two. There were two aspects that really didn't work for me. Well, three kind of. And I love the movie. Uh, I, I, I think it was far better than Guardians Two. I don't think it was better than Guardians One. Guardians One will always have such a special place in my heart. I think it's a, Guardians One is like top two of all the Marvel movies for me. Adam Warlock just kind of felt like just kind of a thrown in character and Gamora as well. Like you could tell James Gunn had no idea what to do with Gamora in that. Yeah, great movie. I'll disagree with you about Gamora, but I will definitely agree with you on uh, the Adam Warlock part. And somebody that I was listening to on YouTube yesterday put it the best way possible. They said that Adam Warlock serviced this film really well, but this film did not service Adam Warlock very well at all. Like it made sense what they did with him and how they used him to further the story. And, you know, you had everything with Aisha in volume two. But like you said, I I was a fan of his acting and I was a fan of the way he looked. But I was not a fan of his whole arc in the film, if that makes sense. He was kind of a MacGuffin, like anytime we needed him. And, like, uh, I was telling some of my buddies, I was like, uh, I'm glad you brought uh, Adam Warlock up because, like, I don't want to trash on it just to be trashing on that aspect. But I was just like, this seemed kind of unnecessary. You know, in the trailers building up, we all thought, oh, it's going to be Adam Warlock versus Guardians. And he shows up at the beginning, like, bam, hit you. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this guy, I mean, he sounds like another Drax almost. Like, don't we already have this role in the movie? I mean, just like the bewildered, baffled, com- baffled comic relief character that still has a heart of gold. But uh, yeah, I, just, I, I, I like, I, I, I mean, I love comics, and I was so excited to know Adam Warlock's going to be in it. But like, I just sometimes comic book movies take liberties with the characters more so than others. And I understand that you have to do that when you're making a film. But I was like. So you make you hype him up like he's going to be the Adam Warlock for the comics, and then you give him. Or were they trying to sub, subvert our uh, expectations or whatever that little new tricky Hollywood innuendo is? I don't know, but I agree with you. I thought uh, a lot was left off the table with Adam Warlock. However, Will Poulter did a good job, and the costume was good. He didn't give a crap that his mom died. <laughs> yeah, he died for a bad guy. What kind of guy is that? I, I who is this guy? Superheroes and bad guys. This is the super yeah. uh, the suicide squad. His mom died, and then he like drops a puppy. Yeah, and then like I'm good now. She was kind yeah. of a jerk. And uh, <laughs> and his mom didn't have any purpose in the film either, really. Like other than to like point out his existence. Purpose. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Debicki though. Uh, yeah, she's a good golden gal. Well, but that's how mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the squirrel initially got hurt, right? They needed him just for that plot device. And then he was yeah. just sort of like tagging along the rest of the movie. Instead of using a kid as a plot device in this uh, recent Marvel film, they used an adult who has the intellectual capacity of a child. So I guess, yeah, as a plot device. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, at one point in time, I swear, and maybe they didn't say this word for word, but it when him and his mom are in the spaceship when they go on counter earth or whatever, yeah, it was almost like they looked at the camera and was like, Hey, we're in this movie too. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they made a lot of those adjustments for the character of Adam Warlock based on the casting. 
like him yeah. being a younger version of Adam and being not fully developed up here, you know, yeah. that was definitely a little bit of a disappointment, you know, as far as that goes. But other than that, it was a phenomenal movie. Every yeah, character literally had their moment in the sun. Drax mm-hmm. even, you know, yeah. they, they even turned my feelings on Drax by the end of this film. Yeah. He's still a doofus and yeah, he's still <laughs> mostly a clown, but even he had his moment in the sun in this film ever. Even Cosmo. what did you guys think Second about Cosmo? Time I cried. I could, if Cosmo would have been in there, I think that would have got annoying after a little bit. The, for when she's in the film, she's fine. Drax made me cry the second time uh, in the film. I cried out of four. No big deal. Cosmo, <laughs> and, dog, right? And uh, yeah. yeah, with him, that would have gotten old after a little bit. But James Gunn knew just the right amount to put it. But Drax getting to be a father at the end of the film, I, I, I was like, that's the perfect angle for Drax. And yeah, the, the biggest compliment I can give, to, I can give to this movie is I feel like. Every plot point James Gunn set up in the first movie paid off. Like he was building towards it. It felt like it nothing yeah. felt wasted except for Gamora a little bit. Yeah, but that was kind of a decision that he wasn't involved in making in Avengers Endgame, to be fair. Exactly. But I think considering the circumstances, you know, that they kind of just killed her as something to show how much of a villain Thanos was in Endgame or Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that James Gunn was able to recover from that and kind of roll with the punches the way he did with Gamora, the, the Gamora character in this movie, I thought he did really good. What are you talking about? They just ripped off Spider-Man. She dies, comes back, doesn't remember anything, and he has to win her all over again. He just ripped off Spy- the return of well, Spider-Man. You're right, but they haven't made that Spider-Man movie yet. We just know that's going to be the next one. I see what you're getting on. Cool I, I get what you're going you know, with uh, mustache. But he stole it from Spider-Man. Yeah. Still from Toy Story and Spider-Man. Yeah. So far, this guy rips off of good movies. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I did like the Sodom and Gomorrah storyline. They didn't like officially bring them back together, you know, but the, but there was like a, like it was just enough to to give you that satisfying, like, yeah, he he got her back. Like you see uh, Gamora's final scene in the movie. It's like, oh, there's uh, Sylvester Stallone again. I thought they were going to shove him everywhere in this movie and they didn't. And I'll give them kudos yeah. for that. Yeah, there's so many cameos in this movie. It's just like they just wanted to be in this. <laughs> they do this like, like yeah. the entire, you know, it goes black for a solid 10 seconds and just holds on Sylvester Stallone's name. And then he's in there like, <laughs> all right, you guys, you got to go in there and get him. And then that was it. He was out yeah. of doing a punching bag, getting ready for Rocky Five. So that makes me curious. And, and I'm going to ask uh, Jason about this. Do you think that mm-hmm. we will see new iterations of the Guardians? moving forward do you think we'll see the sylvester salon and the red squid thing that was opening up portals and everything whatever he was and you know the talking head the robot head are we going to see new iterations of the guardians in the mcu moving forward i think they'll pop up obviously rocket and star lord are they're in it for the long haul so i think those characters will pop up in in other space movies like i don't think we'll get any standalone guardian movies you might or might not be right about that, but wasn't it wild that no one, not one single character, died in this movie? That was something that I wasn't expecting. Somebody that's been on this show in the past, uh, his name is Dan. Him and I were talking, mm-hmm. and we were we were making a bet like two, three weeks ago. I was saying I think it was going to be as many as three people that died mm-hmm. in this film. 
you know, because the trailer was really like leading us to believe that with Rocket, and you know, we even saw the clip of mm-hmm. of uh, Gamora. I mean, not Gamora, Nebula holding the Peter Quill mannequin. You know, as she was walking out. Yeah. Nobody died. Well, I mean, I. Not even his ninety-year-old no, dad. But I mean, I'm okay with that. Like, uh... <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, didn't uh, the high? Uh, wait, you're talking about the uh, superheroes or the villains? Well, just the just the main superhero, like the the guardians. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I was really expecting at least two to three to die in this film, and none of them died. That's the crazy part. You know, I was thinking like, okay, James Gunn's going to the DC universe now, and you know, Drax is definitely going to die because in the past, <laughs> Batista has you know had his differences with Disney Studios and been very vocal about it. You know, when they canned James Gunn, and also you know, I didn't see Gamora sticking around. I didn't see Peter Quill sticking around. Yeah. And Rocket, I thought I thought we was at least going to see three deaths, but we didn't. We didn't see not one. You know, back to your point about the, uh, a, a new group of Guardians, and like, uh, here's my biggest beef. I and it's my biggest beef with quite a few of the past Marvel films is like, do you remember when the end credit scenes actually meant something, and you yeah. hung around in the theater even though you wanted to get the heck out of there uh, and get home? And <laughs> so like. <laughs> What were these two? All the uh, Marvel movies, uh, like Hawkeye, Ant Man, all of them. They're all in the show. They're all bringing in the kids, right? You know, we all we've already seen mm-hmm. this, and so I was like, they're gonna bring in the kids in this one too somehow. And then Drax becomes a father right at the end, and then we get the end credit scene. It's like Adam Warlock, and then whoever else, and all them. They're all of a sudden they're wearing the Guardian suit. So that's that is my fear, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not looking forward to the new Avengers. I haven't seen enough of the real Avengers, and I'm not. I don't want any cardboard cutout hacks of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy either. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't want a Guardians movie not directed by James Gunn. Fair enough. I think in Infinity War and Endgame, the Guardians stuff direct or, or is the weakest stuff of those movies. Well, not maybe the weakest, but they're not the strongest. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Well, he already it, come out and said that he wouldn't. He would not have handled Chris Pratt the way they did in Infin- Infinity War. Uh, yep. Or the Thanos scene uh, specifically, uh, him just like losing it all and everything. That's not how Gunn envisioned the character, and I think that's why he publicly said that. Anybody know who directed Toy Story? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, let me Google it. <laughs> I just think that's who should direct the next uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because he's yeah. <laughs> What's Sid's character's name? Oh, you're talking about in the the guy that you think is very similar uh, to Sid? Uh, Guardians. Uh, uh, Warlock. Sid. I, I didn't know. Oh, Adam Warlock. A magnifying glass, and they just used his like heat arm to like do this to the animals because they not were Adam Warlock. You're thinking high evolutionary. No, he thinks that Adam Warlock looks a lot like Sid from Toy Story. No, that's not what I said. That is. Oh Sid. wow, he's right. <laughs> no, I'm saying that is Sid. They 3D printed Sid and put him in a movie. That, uh, that, that biological planet. Okay, that's one thing I want to talk. About. Okay. So this movie was good. I I, I, I do agree yeah. on the whole. There were, I had a couple issues. All right, we're just going to start with the first mm-hmm. one. Is what in Tarnation were those oranges that were bouncing around and like supposed to protect the you know the they were the henchmen for the the biological uh, <laughs> ship. Okay, they looked like the thumbs from Spy Kids. The big orange, like padded. I mean, it, it looked like they, had, you know, they were going to show up in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. It was very weird <laughs> and extravagant, but you know what? At the end of the day, I wouldn't expect anything less from James Gunn. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have any problems with that. 
you know, look, one thing I really is that what they look like man. in the comic books? Even if they're not in the comics, they will be because the comics tend to follow the MCU now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, very unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I didn't find those, those guys. No, they were fine. Yeah, Nathan no. was in it. Who would be afraid? Like, what are you defending? Uh, like, uh, I will say, though, I did like the uh, the one we saw the most. Like, I like there's a blue guy and then, you know, just some freaking white guy. And he, uh, I say the villain. Like, he's like, oh, you got, you got one of those. I got one of those. <laughs> I laughed at that. <laughs> that was, that was, that was a solid joke that he, that they kept bringing back. That was, that's probably the high point of the movie for me. All this other stuff you're talking about. <laughs> I like when he kept saying, like, I got an idiot. Because <laughs> we can all relate to that, right, Luke? Oh, oh my gosh, man. No idea. So I really liked uh, High Evolutionary as a villain, and that I can't say his name. I, I, I didn't. I, I can't say it right, and I'm not going to. Yeah, uh, from Peacemaker, he was great in Peacemaker too. I thought he did a great job uh, as a villain in a Marvel yeah. movie recently. Like I was actually not that he was anything special, but I was like, this villain's keeping my attention at least. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that character. I mean, he was ruthless, he was relentless, and the actor who played him did it very well. But why? Why was he so ruthless? Okay, Listen, we got insights into every single character in this movie, except for him, the villain, the one who drives the show. Sometimes I mean, people are just tell- bad, Luke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go back and review The Dark Knight. But listen, so whoa, whoa. <laughs> why did he want to make this like perfect master race? And And the other thing is, if he's that freaking smart, okay, he builds like a little tube that makes animals go undergo accelerated evolution. Okay, gonna suspend the scientific method right there. But a <laughs> raccoon comes along and says, "Oh, dude, you got the wrong pipe. This will make them nice. <laughs> That'll work, idiots. <laughs> Don't you know I can build planes from uh, the the bars that make my cage, you idiot." He can do that, but he can't find a plastic surgeon to fix his face, so he just tapes a new one over it. Yeah, that one threw me off. What kind of Darth Vader BS is that? Yeah, you know when Rocket's slashing him and stuff in that flashback? I was like, oh, he's going to have a couple scars like the Shredder. Uh, yeah, that's what I you thought. Know? I and thought then all of a sudden, it's yeah. like, at the end, it's no, like, he bro, half him his up. face is gone. <laughs> Rocket was a mean raccoon. I think the reason he taped on a new face he face-offed it like John Travolta and Nick Cage, is I think he was offended that Rocket landed a punch on him. And oh, I don't yeah. think his brain could handle it. I think that is his motivation, is he thought himself perfect, so therefore when something outdid him, it drove him insane. Well, another interesting Jason, question. Jason, where do you get that element? We don't know who this guy is. I'm telling you. Just from context clues. <laughs> another interesting, another interesting question. Now that we're talking about this, so remember later in the film he had those powers that he was basically a telepath. Yeah, so he yeah. could like put his hands up and push somebody away. Wait, so why did he gravity. just use that yeah. against Rocket? You know, did because he have those he powers? Didn't, he didn't have that because he said after Rocket beat him that he it drove him insane. Okay, See, he gotcha. doesn't he doesn't go crazy until Rocket was like, "Hey, change this pipe." <laughs> That's the that's his turning point. That's what right. I was like. This this little <laughs> not just not turning a walrus's legs into a wheelchair. No, no, that's not the part. <laughs> well, no, but... by a rabid raccoon. 
Well, yeah, we all on. know Luke, that the wrong type of pipe can lead to a lot of problems. <laughs> well, <laughs> like if, if, if his animals were so smart, why did he have to add mechanical uh, arms and legs and stuff to uh, the first? It three? looked yeah. cool. <laughs> did it, it though? I thought the I thought the walrus looked cool. Me and me and my little girl thought the walrus looked off. I felt so bad for that rabbit and its metal teeth. I felt so bad for that rabbit. Oh, I was just that, like, yeah, what was it? Was the rabbits biting people? I mean, yeah. it's the nicest rabbit I ever met. Why didn't he muzzle? I, and the I, rabbit goes down. My, uh, like a, the rabbit goes down like a wuss, and it looked completely vicious. It looks like something out of the movie The Thing. Like, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the first one that gets smoked. Are you kidding me? I, Rest in peace, Teeth and Lilo. I think Floor is my favorite design. Yeah, I think Florentese was my favorite. Again, stolen I'd from Spider-Man. You could, Dr. Octopus. Just <laughs> anticipation. You could argue that... I would say that he didn't respect animals, obviously, because... You know, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> what? How do you know, but, Jason? <laughs> well, like, wait, hold on. He didn't respect people either. He viewed people like and animals the same way. Yeah. Until Rocket's like, hey, this is where you're jacking up. This is why these animals are getting incinerated. I think him getting put in his place one time is what made him start crawling on the floor and stuff and being like, you. <laughs> That's just what I felt. Yeah. I mean, just from seeing that. Because it didn't start until Rocket put him in his place in front of all of his people or whatever. What didn't start? I think start? he just couldn't handle that Rocket beat him. <laughs> He wasn't like crawling on the floor and stuff and like trying to shoot animals. <laughs> I don't remember him crawling on the floor that much, but I do remember him shooting a lot of animals. Okay. <laughs> he set the one on fire. He did. He did that. <laughs> but there was no malice in it. He... There's more than one, Jason. He shot several animals and yeah. set several animals on fire. <laughs> yeah, he was a shooter. Like, I think this one was baked in the cake. No, I just, but I just think he you know, really he... went nuts. Like he started becoming. When Rocket, you know, he couldn't handle that Rocket beat him. <laughs> and who could? That because like, think about all the Marvel villains that we've had. And, and this one, I mean, like I said, he was one of my, I thought he did a good job and everything. But this one, to get beat, everybody in Marvel coming out in MCU, you get beat by the raccoon. No wonder he's so Rocket's upset with himself. Smart. He yeah. got smoked by smart, a trash panda. <laughs> <laughs> and just like Chris Farley talked about, he got his face ripped off by a yeah. raccoon. So yeah, they have balls that can rip your face right off. Just right off. I seen a badger with paws as big as frying pans. Now that ripped your face right off. Right off. You could, there's nothing you can do with that. How about that monkey attacking that one random, like, kind lady that was what trying to catch all that? <laughs> that was weird. I, I... Okay, so at the end, when Believe Cosmo me. is holding the ships together, a monkey comes flying off of screen and like lands oh, yeah, on the lady's face, and she's up. just like, ah! And then the rest of them are like, you know, just the bird that you raised as a young, like, oh, thank you so much. Like, oh, <laughs> Did you notice? <laughs> Nowhere. Luke is flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> you can't Welcome just have to- the Thunderdome. You can't have a baboon just face rape somebody and then just move to the next scene. It like just stayed on it. You, you can't just well, anyway and then happily ever after. <laughs> like immediately back to Cosmo. Yeah. Who like 
Like, it's a good, hey, it's a good thing uh, Rocket didn't become the father. Thanks, Drax. <laughs> it was out of left field. I'll give you that. Like, it was an I odd was scene. Very odd because you had all this happiness going on. Animals coming over. Hey, we're saving the animals. No, Noah's no, army. Yeah. <laughs> and then one hey. scene a monkey attacked someone for no apparent reason. Oh, we, we didn't get hey, a vaccine yet. That, that's monkeys for you, Jason. Have you ever seen Planet you of the Apes? Never Egg? trust them. Who gets those smart robotic animals stuff to draw on and things? <laughs> He's not very smart, that high evolutionary. No wonder Rock uh, figured out the pipe. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, Let's, He's like, let's... oh my gosh! It's like, okay, hold on. To your point, it takes it takes him to realize that he's worthless when Rocket figures out the pipe. Yeah, I mean, it's you got animals talking to you, bro. The first one was talking to you, and you put robot uh, wheels on it and stuff. Like, come on, <laughs> this one can't it. do math. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are we are picking this movie that is probably the best. Like the best MCU film we've had in years, and we're picking yeah. it apart like it's awful, all because no. of Luke. I, bl- I blame Luke. <laughs> look, man. Well, uh, look, yeah, we got Johnson. 88%. Everybody yeah. loved it. Whatever. But it wasn't perfect, okay? And I'm getting where that 12% got lost, okay? <laughs> and part of it was casting Sid as Warlock, who didn't very much have any magic powers. I don't understand that. And then two... Listen, I know you guys liked this this animal bit. You obviously both <laughs> cried, and you know I mourn Loved the loss. You know it's 2023. Like you can be whoever you want, but <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, it was a little is a little bit is a little bit cheese. Okay, it's a little bit cheesy to see the otter like crying. I can't get behind that whatsoever. What? No, no, no. But it, that's not how otters cry in the real world. He put some robot tear ducts in there. <laughs> he like took out the natural lacrimal gland. No, no, this won't work. I need this one. After he fixed that pipe, a lot of those issues. <laughs> He's <was just> like, <laughs> we're calling in a pipe, and Rocket figured out how to fix a machine that accelerates. Evolution. Okay, okay. So to so to get off of get off of this tangent. <laughs> hey, uh, Duke Kaboom was in this too. That's what? Adam Warlock, basically. Yeah, this yeah. guy shows off, flies through the air. Yeah, not very smart. Okay, so... Wait, have what? you seen Toy Story 4? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> How yes. can you debate Toy Story? You haven't even seen them all. <laughs> no, I haven't seen all four. I missed oh, the four. Listen, I... I I watched three, and three is the ending. I don't need to go any further. Yeah. Three is a perfect ending. <laughs> you only say that because you haven't seen four. No, it's <laughs> such a good ending. Uh, four is okay because Keanu's in it and helps it out a little bit. Otherwise, it's the same old uh, Tom Hanks. We're, we're talking about Marvel. One more nitpick. One more. Just well, one I'm not more. done. I can't wait. <laughs> didn't have enough. One more. So when Star Lord is floating in space and is you know he's expanding and whatever, how many did you think Gamora was going to be the one to save him? It was going to be. I thought it was going to be a callback to the first movie. And I it, thought he was dead. I yeah. thought he 
<laughs> yeah, we have a lot of space. Come on, he's all bloated and stuff and frozen. No, I knew they weren't getting rid of Chris Red. The bloated, the bloated part was the part that had me thinking, like, oh yeah, he gone. He, he's done. No, there's no way they're gonna let the like like let a hero go off bloated. It's just not thought, gonna happen. I thought we were gonna lose him. Didn't he get canceled? No, not yet. Probably. I think he's they went after. Though, him. So he probably will yeah. soon. Elliot yeah. Page went after him. Uh, <laughs> Good luck with that, Karen. <laughs> Why didn't the dog save him? What's that? The dog was tired, Luke. The telekinetic dog. He passed yeah. out. She passed out. Cosmo. She was. She had been through a lot. She probably needed to go into one of those chambers with the the new pipe. <laughs> okay, John. The dog already is telepathic. What yeah, the dog step? had been through a lot, though. The, the, yeah. the only reason the dog made it as far as she did Mantis. was because Mantis gave her a little bit of extra strength. He said, you're stronger than you know. She gave yeah, him a maybe bed, Mantis but... That's what I was thinking in my brain. Like, maybe Mantis could have came back and said, hey, you got this for another three or four minutes at least, you know. Just gave it to her. And I was, I'm surprised that, like, it didn't end right there and the dog failed. Uh, because, like, uh, well, we know that enhance, monkey. Hold on, Mantis doesn't enhance powers. She just gives moral encouragement. For all we know, that um, monkey could have jumped on that, uh, that dog. <laughs> forget Cosmo stopping, hole, his, uh, forget Cosmo stopping the ship with uh, her mind. Uh, have Cosmo attack that monkey. Yeah, that's true. Man. I hope that. I hope that monkey doesn't live in nowhere anymore, man. They got to get rid no, of that. That's a menace to society. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's the that's the first uh, live execution they're going to have in nowhere. Whenever everything, <laughs> I can't wait for the next Marvel holiday special. Oh, it'll start man, off this... with uh, that monkey hanging, yeah. and you'll see his monkey feet dangling. And bells will be ringing. <laughs> I want, uh, I want all the tracks uh, track suits from the end of Hawkeye in it too, next to that monkey. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But like, that, I'm down with that. But what if that monkey was a time traveling monkey? Oh, here we go. And got in to that machine that turns that that it, that rapidly evolves them. The bad bite. And he ended up being the villain, the high evolutionary. He started out the gate. He started out the gate being full of hate. That would make oh, sense. Wow. Absolutely. That would be a twist, dude. <laughs> good uh, Lord. Okay. I thought the soundtrack was good. You know, there was a couple things that people had complaints about. Like, for one, everyone was saying that everyone was yelling. You know, the villain was yelling so much, and they were yelling at each other. I didn't care about that. That wasn't a problem for me. Like, no, that's part of being the Guardians. Like, they yell at each other. <laughs> they're, they're not like besties and they're not like shining examples of who Marvel characters should be. They started off as villains. They're basically pirates. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a part problem with Ripped off a suicide squad. What? Ripped <laughs> off a suicide squad. Guardians <laughs> did it first, I believe. But oh, and, yeah. and also the soundtrack. Some people had complaints about the soundtrack, but I thought it was great. You know, oh, uh, I thought it was the best of the three. I wouldn't go that far, but it was really good. And is there a more perfect way to end the Guardian series than Florence and the Machine? I don't think so. I felt like there was a lot of music. <laughs> well, that's in every Guardian. Like it was almost movie. like it was almost like this is a Guardians movie, so it's pretty much just a like three albums. We're we're just gonna play the entire album. You're gonna hear a song. We're actually just talking over music the entire movie. But they did that in every Guardians movie, even the Christmas yeah. special. 
Oh, well, I guess that was a problem then too. But it it, it was good. I didn't, it was at least good music. But I, I was just kind of like, yeah. this is this is honestly becoming like part of this, like a, I guess this is the trademark of the series. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. There's always an 80s song playing. Yeah. Or it was good music, but it could have been better if they would have really went to the good stuff from the 2000s. Creed. Well, <laughs> not a Creed Nothing. song. Never I, agreed with you more. How stoked would you have been in the hallway scene if it was higher? Oh, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. They should have had probably, a... At that point, I would have bought 18 tickets, extra tickets, <laughs> just to support the film even further. And then I probably would have. I don't know. Sent James Gunn like ten grand in the mail or something, or via PayPal. Give me your cash app. I wanna, you know, I, I never you. really tried to like uh, put into scope because uh, like uh, the the soundtrack in any of the the Guardians movies because uh, Gunn that's his formula. He's gonna go mm-hmm. find some good songs from their era and tie it in with the scene. And I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with the fact that other Marvel properties have tried to mimic what he does and do it terribly. <laughs> that's what the final hallway scene that was a good fight scene in a movie man, let the bodies oh. hit the floor that's what i want oh. yeah man hey, <laughs> I don't like I'm, that glad you brought up that, I'm glad you brought up that final fight scene because yeah. that single scene elevated the movie in my brain a couple notches mm-hmm. like several 100%. notches because if they had they not had that scene this movie would have been a lot lower for me significantly lower that I am a sucker for well choreographed fight scenes and in a hallway. Point, yeah, yeah, anywhere. I don't care where it's at. I don't care if it's in the bathroom. But let me tell you something. This harkened me back to the airport scene from Civil War, Endgame. I mean, a lot of these iconic fight scenes. Mm-hmm. This goes right up there with it. I agree, and I think the soundtrack that helps with that. No Sleep Till yeah. Brooklyn is the perfect song for that. Yeah. Like the sound cue with him opening up the door and it, the camera panning around so you can see everyone looking at him. It's it's a beautiful moment. James Gunn at his highest level as a filmmaker, I think. So we did kind of touch on Gamora a bit. What did you guys, I mean, I personally thought that this Gamora felt like a completely different character. It very much felt like a Gamora that never did, you know, link up with the Guardians, that never did fall in love with Peter. She did a really good job conveying that on screen. I thought this this definitely was an alternate Sodom and Gomorrah. What I you know I just didn't know that I could believe that she was that dumb as to literally just give the coordinates of the ship to to her like literally just like yeah who is, I don't recognize your voice but you need to tell somebody that I know where we are because <laughs> I don't know you I don't know why you're on my ship but uh, go ahead and just find me because I hate these people. That part was a little bit unbelievable, but I, I did. And again, although they did steal this from Spider-Man, I, I did find it. I, I did want to watch Star-Lord re-win her over. I thought that was nice. I honestly did think that he was going to fall in love with her uh, robot blue sister, but uh, but they didn't do that. And I was thinking, wow, they're really they're really uh, they're really trying to spice things up here because the, the blackness of your eyes. I mean, when like what even is Where's that, where's that angle coming from? He's a well, human. He's not yeah. robot. He's no. a human, but he also is a human that's been in space his whole entire life. And he's, his he's preferences has, are probably a bit different than ours. Well, you remember in the first movie they had the joke about... Oscar Berrien. Yeah, he slept yeah, with Oscar Berrien. Yeah, he had sex with a lady that had tentacles everywhere. 
Those tentacles, they'll get you, Jim. We're to a different genre. Uh, Gamora could have just remained dead, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, well, we got to add Gamora back in. She's going to hate being here the whole time. And then we're going to have uh, this little uh, Star-Lord still missing her angle, which is another subplot, or subplot that doesn't really affect the overall story to a degree. Like, uh, finally at the end, she's like, okay, I care about uh, Peter a little bit, or these guys, I'm going to help him out after she's worthless uh, the rest of the movie. I'm glad to see Gamora again. She's done. She's probably happy. Yeah. I have another weird James Gunn thing that he did on par with the monkey, in my opinion. Why <laughs> was why was there a random shot of Gamora using the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, what the heck, dude? <laughs> oh, wow, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, well, that was in this movie. <laughs> Definitely an interesting choice. Definitely. Oh, they got away with that one and the F-bomb. Woo! Yeah, that's on par with the monkey scene. Like, yeah. I just was like, why is this happening? <laughs> Not quite on par with the monkey scene for me, but I get what you're saying there. The ship so. was really cool. Yes. Yeah. The Bowie, man. That's what yeah. it's called. It's called the, the Bowie. Bowie. It was cool that, he, that they named it after David Bowie, you know, considering they wanted him to cameo in the second film. He couldn't do it, but then he passed after that film came out. I mean, what a jerk, freaking dying before they deliver. Yeah. It was really cool how they could, like, compartment. They had separate ships within the ship. It was, mm -hmm. like, very meta. Um, yeah. Definitely a fan. Nice feng shui. Uh, yeah. I like the spinning part, too. Like, when it did the jumps, it did the, the it would spin, like, the top of it. Would, yeah, I thought that was cool. I realized this at the very end of the movie, but nowhere is actually just a large skull-shaped ship. Yeah. Yeah, that was explained fully yeah. in uh, the first Guardians movie. Yeah, whatever. And the so Christmas special. That, again, yeah. we could just rehash that that was pretty cool. And the cannon <laughs> that they used yeah. to take out the um, turd mobile or the biologic uh, <laughs> ship that they were fighting. I thought it was that, that actually was kind of cool. Like, I like that they even put hair follicles on, yeah. on it. I, I was like, you, you're really going there. Are we going to see, like, a sphincter somewhere? Like, this is... <laughs> And then, like, literal eyeballs for the cameras. I mean, that was, that was, pretty, that was yeah. pretty creative. And then they put Cheetos puffs to defend it. <laughs> Mantis going away at the end. How do y'all feel about that? That was the only part that I didn't really love yeah. as far as – I felt like she would have stuck around with Drax, personally. Yeah, that's. I thought her and Drax kind of had, like, a, a will they, won't they. But You know, she'd been listening to that Miley Cyrus song too much. You know, <laughs> I love myself better than anybody. She didn't. Yeah. So I really don't care if she stuck around or left. I didn't really think about it too much. So she's gone. Uh, she, uh, She'll be back. What else, what, what else is she going to do? <laughs> she, she's an interesting plot device that they choose when to yeah. use and when not, when she really can mm -hmm. probably play a... Like, do and a and remember, ever since the Christmas special, now she can fight. Yeah, she is vicious. She's almost as vicious as that monkey. That came yeah, there it there it is. <laughs> almost. 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 <laughs> so if you had to give this film a rating, what would you guys rate it? On a scale from 0 to 10, 0 being awful, unwatchable, 10 being perfect in every way, where would you rate it? We'll start with you, Mr. Jason Galt. I'm going to go an 8. I, I had a fun time at the movie theater. Watching it with my daughter was watching her kind of dig the stuff I like, I give it an 8, maybe an 8.5. Obviously a biased score, okay. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I loved it. I, it's my second favorite Guardians movie. So I just thought this was a professional show. I didn't know we were gonna <laughs> let our nipples cry. That's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, my wife cried at the otter dying. You think that that's gonna influence how I rate this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Professional, why don't you give us your, your rating? I'm gonna give this movie a solid uh, six point five. I did. I did like this movie. I, I very much enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't have like a really solid justification for why it's not higher. It, it was. It was a. It was a good movie. It doesn't stand out to me like it did you guys. I. I found like the heartstrings being pulled with the animals. It just didn't. It didn't land on me. I felt a little bit, yeah, but it wasn't. You know. I feel like that was one of the the major. You know. We finally get the backstory for um, the squirrel and why he was the the way he was i mean i get it but it it fell flat for me the the fight scenes were cool the music was cool um i liked you know a lot of the innovative uh not the creatures but like the ships and uh, uh the things like that that they made for this so it was entertaining it, it just wasn't gripping like a return of spider-man which was sad because they did just copy paste that that movie to this so um outside of that. Mr. Darren, what you got? Oh, wow. So I actually scored this on the M6P uh, video we did two days ago after I saw it. Um, so I have to stick with that score. I gave it an eight as well. Uh, by no means is it perfect, but uh, I think it was a good Marvel film, especially compared to most of them recently. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. You know, I went into this. I was so scared. I was so, I'm like, oh, Disney's going to do something with it, you know? Uh, to mess it up or whatever. Yeah, compared to most, I enjoyed it. I, I, the villain helped sell it, the whole angle with the animals, even though they were pulling on the heartstrings, which they totally got me. And that stuff, yeah, no, I thought it was an overall good experience. I enjoyed watching it. Like, I, as much as I like to think really deep into, like, if a movie's good or not, ultimately comes down, did I enjoy it or not? Does it stink or does it not stink? And this did not stink, so I gave it an eight. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I also think that it's one of the better MCU films that we've gotten in a very, very uh, rough drought that we've had as of late since the pandemic hit. This is kind of where I have it ranked on my list because those of you who don't know, I keep a list in my phone. It's part of the reason why I started this channel is because my wife basically thought I was such a huge loser and mega nerd. I should start my own YouTube channel. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> I got a list of everything ranked in my phone, and currently where I have it, it's sitting firmly at number eight, and that at number Not eight ten, spot, that number eight spot puts it above Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, which is number nine for me, and Guardians of the Galaxy one, which is number ten for me personally. So I have it ranked as a nine. Wow. <laughs> Luke is shocked by that. Better than the first one? Yep. Because at the end of the day, the way they concluded everything and wrapped the story, sure, I had some problems here and there, but the problems that I had were minor problems. I didn't have as much a problem with the pipe as you did. Uh, you know, as far as the monkey thing, I thought that was kind of random, but at the end of the day, it's a wild animal. So what do you expect? <laughs> Just like these idiots that stick their fingers in tiger cages, you know? Yeah. Hey, tiger, what's going on? Ah! Ah! Oh, what, yeah. what did you expect? It's a wild Jonathan, animal. Jonathan, so. you were you were underpinning <laughs> the entire point. the The monkey wasn't in a cage; it was being freed from a cage. Okay, but That's that doesn't change point. his natural instincts, which is to be a wild animal. 
and to rip your face off. What are you talking about? He probably had a robot spine and a bladder made of diamonds. I mean, what are you yeah, talking yeah. about, dude? You ever seen the show that used to come on Animal Planet, Fatal Attractions? Plural. Oh, Not yeah. the but monkeys will screw your world up. They will mm-hmm. rip your face off. They'll rip your nuts off. And then they'll yeah. rip your hands off. Okay? So the fact In that, that order. Their face <laughs> a little bit didn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, yeah they don't make good service animals. Not at all. You're <laughs> right. The media tells you. You're referring <laughs> to chimpanzees, Jonathan. This yeah, that's supposed- okay. That's a chimpanzee. So they're in the part of the, you know, they're in the same family, sort of, kind of. Hey, that's the Spider Monkey. Why do you think not- they talked about spider monkeys in uh in, in Talladega Nights? I'll jump on you like a spider monkey. <laughs> they said that for a reason. Look, for clarity, okay, while I, find, while, while I did find it an interesting part of the movie, it did not affect my overall rating, okay? Look, hiccups happen, okay? It still is a good movie. We didn't lose half a point for the monkey debacle, okay? It just overall, it, uh, you know, it just didn't have that stick, okay? You didn't have that, you know. And I think it's because they put, they, they were really banking on the animal-loving thing yeah. happening. For me, it just... It just missed. It just missed. And I love my dogs. So, in other words, you hate animals. Okay. Well, guys, (laughs) until next time.